please stand for the reading of the scripture. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, he went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. But they were unaware of it, thinking he was in their company. They had, they had traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple of courts. After sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Did you, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then we went down to Nazareth, to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature, and in favor with God and man. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, today we look at growing like Jesus, and we celebrate Children's Sunday in our church. We celebrate the gift of God to us through in our children, and we remember the responsibility we have and the opportunity we have to be in ministry with children. I can't imagine a church without children, though sadly there are many. I love Sunday mornings when I stand out in front of the sanctuary and greet worshipers as they come in. I love the families with the children because I always get high fives, I get introductions to new baby dolls and new stuffed animals and explanations of what kind of dinosaur the person has with them that day. The smiles from those children outshine the sun and their excitement inspires me to spend the morning leading in worship. Just last Sunday at Easter was a wonderful day with the gift of our children. At one service, whenever the music would strike up with the brass and the big choir, I got to watch a little boy dance at the front of the church. And during the children's time, one of my little friends asked a very profound question. How could Jesus be dead and then be alive again? The way children think and talk about faith still astounds me in spite of my wall of seminary degrees. They know and they ask and they challenge me in wonderful, wonderful ways. 
Well, Luke's gospel is the only gospel that gives us a story of Jesus in his childhood. Matthew and Luke have some stories of the baby Jesus. Mark and John don't bother with those at all. This is a one glimpse into the childhood of Jesus. One glimpse into what it was to be in the family, the family we call the Holy Family. There are other stories about Jesus as a child, but they're not in writings that were included in the Bible. So this is the only one that made the cut. And aren't you glad Luke included it in his telling of the gospel? I love the story because it really is a story about Jesus and his family. Luke is making sure that we understand that Mary and Joseph are devout, religious Jewish people who follow the law, who are committed to making the three yearly trips to Jerusalem to worship at the temple, the Passover, Pentecost, and the Feast of Tabernacles. The walking journey from Nazareth to Jerusalem could take four or five days. Then you're there at the temple and then four or five days home. How'd you like to wrangle your family like that every week? It's never been easy to get your family to church. As a matter of fact, if you have small children, or if you remember having children, you might understand this video. Let's take a look. ready and then we'll get going. No. Hey, what? you just lay out their clothes because it takes me five minutes. Honey, That's perfect. seriously. Jack, well, we're already late for church. Hey, Brian. Go get yourself dressed. Did you pick up my stuff from the dry cleaners? Uh, ooh. Oh. Make Okay, Jack, I'm gonna make you waffles. Can I have a sandwich? Yes, but you gotta make it by yourself. Jack! Okay. This is all I could find, and the zipper's broken. Alright, I'll go grab a safety pin. I got the high score! <sighs> What are you doing? Daddy, I'm painting your fingernails. Well, that's great, sweetie, but go get dressed.
Stay still. Okay. Honey. Everybody needs to eat. Here you go. I need one. Here you go. Okay, here you go. I forgot my shoes. Oh. Honey, we gotta go no. back. I wanna take off my shoes. Nobody's taking off their shoes. And I want everybody to understand that we're <gasps> what? We made it. Yep. In Jesus' day, people traveled in groups for safety and companionship extended families and neighbors, all moving together toward Jerusalem and the temple. Can't you imagine with me the kids all getting together and running around, kicking up dust and singing and playing and laughing and dancing and fighting and all the things kids do. All the adults keeping an eye out to make sure that they don't wander too far afield and that the play does not get too much out of hand, kind of a wandering village on its way to Jerusalem to worship. So when we read in this story that Jesus has been left behind in Jerusalem, it's not a reason to call uh, Child Protective Services on Mary and Joseph. That would not have been something unusual to happen. And when we see Mary and Joseph's reaction to Jesus scaring them to death, it's a perfectly reasonable and responsible reaction from frightened parents. That's why I love this story. It is a glimpse into the humanity of the Holy Family. It's a glimpse into a family who is doing their best to raise their child in the ways of God. The boy Jesus grew to be the grown-up Jesus who talked a lot about children. Jesus used children as an example of the kind of living that is the kingdom kind of living. Jesus gathered children around him just to enjoy them and to bless them over the protest of the disciples who did not deem children worthy of the teacher's time. Jesus even went so far as to say it would be better to have a rock tied around your neck and go for a swim in the sea than to cause a little one to stumble. I believe children matter to God and children matter to us. And so we are called, we have the responsibility to create a space, a safe and loving space where all children can grow like Jesus. New Testament scholar Alan Culpepper puts it like this. One of the developmental tasks of childhood, teenage and young adulthood, is discovering 
and affirming one's identity. What defines one's identity? Family ties? Religious experience? A sense of vocation? A personal creed? Or one's own dreams and ideals? Jesus found his identity by affirming his relationship to God. That's what this story is about. There are a lot of good things that go into the lives of our children that help them understand who they are and to help them determine how they will see themselves and other people. Things that they're really good at and things that they're not so good at. Things that bring them joy and things that bring them sorrow. Things that excite them and things that bring fear into their lives. All those things go into making a person who they are and helping a person find their identity. But the best thing we can do, the best thing we can offer is to help children grow like Jesus. To understand their relationship with God. To grow like Jesus means that we find our identity in God's love above anything else. That's why we ask parents and children to worship consistently. That is why we ask for members of the congregation to volunteer so that we can have Sunday school and WHAM and Bible boot camp and family mission opportunities and VBS and fall festival and the extravaganza. We do all we can to help children that God has brought into our lives find their ultimate identity and their ultimate worth in God's love. As I mentioned, this is the only story in the Bible that shows Jesus as a child. But in Luke's gospel, it's interesting for another reason as well. It is in this story that Jesus speaks for the first time. Not the grown-up Jesus but the child, Jesus. After Mary and Joseph find him in the temple, they exasperated with him, reprimand him a little bit, Jesus speaks, Why are you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Or can be translated, be about my father's business. From this moment on, this moment long before his baptism, we know from Luke that Jesus will grow into this. A person who is who God wants them to be and a person who does what God wants them to do. Luke concludes this story with that beautiful language. Jesus increased in wisdom and years and in divine and human favor. Jesus grew and learned, and God was pleased, and people were blessed. Could you want anything more for your children? Could we want anything more for the children God brings into our life as a congregation? than that they grow to be people who please God 
and bless others. It wasn't easy in Jesus' day, and it's not easy now, but it's worth it. It's worth parents making a decision that the spiritual life of their children will be their first priority and sticking to that no matter what everyone else puts as their first priority. It's worth volunteering to ensure that week after week after year after year of a child's life, they encounter loving adults who are investing in their life and their faith. It's worth living in a place of abundance and generosity in our giving to make sure that we can continue to create a culture here in this place where children, all children, feel at home, feel accepted, feel immersed in the love of God. And by the way, we're all children of God. No matter what our age, no matter what our size, we are all still to be about the business of growing like Jesus. And we all do that through worship and study and prayer and service. Helping our children to grow like Jesus and growing along with them isn't easy, but it's worth it. Growing like Jesus is an extra joy when we do it together. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.